Hello and welcome back to the Steph Gorton Show. I am here today with someone who I'm actually so lucky to call a friend. And like way back in the day, I was like, oh, I would do anything to be friends with this person. And now, now I'm like, we live around the corner from each other. We're hanging out. She's coming to my wedding. Like it's fucking beautiful. Welcome to the podcast, Heidi Anderson. Oh, thanks, Steph. Oh my God. The feeling is mutual. You manifested our friendship. I totally did. I totally did. And and maybe stalked you a bit. <laughs> I actually remember one of the first messages you did, you sent me, it was when you were, uh, when you ran House of Hobby, you were CEO of House of Hobby. And I think you asked if I wanted to come down and have some time out whilst I was in radio. And I think that was at the point where I was thinking, oh my God, I need a hobby in my life. But I was also too afraid believe it or not, to connect with people on that kind of level because I felt like really safe in the radio studio and that was when I had a lot of anxieties and everything going on. So I actually said no and now I'm like, fuck, we could have been friends so much earlier. Do <laughs> you know that? It's such a funny story. because It's such a pivotal moment for me too because you were like, guys, if you don't know Hides, you're about to. But like <laughs> Hides is like, she's a bit of a celebrity, mate. Like she's, you know. I'm going to uh, own that now. Yes, I am a yeah, celebrity. She's a celebrity <laughs> and she's a bit of a big deal. And, you know, basically I'd reached out to Hides because long-term fangirl, like listened to you on the radio every day when I was going to work, you know, like loved you. And I was like, I'm going to reach out to this influencer, this person of influence, and I'm going to ask her to my workshop. And you were the first influencer I ever reached out to. And so when I got the no, it's so funny. And, and this is just a reminder to anybody who reaches out to somebody and gets a no. It was earth shattering. Like, you know, it was, no, hides don't, it's fine. <laughs> but it was one of those moments yeah. where, one, you realize that what I wanted, right, in that moment was, of course, for you to come along. But I remember being like, oh, God, I'm so disappointed and like obviously so hurt. Like, so, you know, you make it so personal. You make it such a personal yeah. attack, even though it's got nothing to do with you. Yes. And I was having this whole personal moment. And later on, after becoming friends with you and us having this conversation, I remember being like, you know, you had your shit. It wasn't actually about me. It was about you. And, and sometimes, oh. guys, the no is... Or more often than not, it's actually not about you at all. Yeah. And oh my God, I love that you said that. And I'm sure we're going to talk all about this stuff, but this is what I encourage when I coach women to step outside their comfort zone and slide into people's DMs and pitch themselves. It's a massive thing that I teach, but a lot of people focus on the no. And I'm like, every no is closer to a yes. And just because they've said no now doesn't mean that they're going to say no later. So keep yeah. trying and think of the relationship. At the time, I think it was because, like I said, I was going through all of that stuff with anxiety. I put myself out there a lot with that. And I had a lot going on with the show that I was on at the time when I was on with Will and Woody. There was so much going on with them about to move stations. I was breaking inside, mm. trying to, you know, get on my own personal development way, <laughs> but also had all this shit that felt like was crumbling around me. So totally. it was just too big for me to step outside my comfort zone. And I think people think because you're a big personality, Heidi, you do this, you do that. But sometimes I like to stay in my safe little bubble here in Mullaloo around yeah. the corner from you. <laughs> yeah, mate. We just live in Mullaloo, just hanging out. It was so funny. Hides when we first got on the potty today, Hides had her coffee from the coffee shop, literally like a two minute walk from my house. And I was like, mate, you should have just come over. We could have just done it on the couch. <laughs> I definitely thought about it, especially when I saw Tim on your podcast the other week, you know, your beautiful fiance. And I was like, oh damn, I should be sitting next to Steph, that's funny. <laughs> me manifesting me sitting next to you, you know, like as the CEO boss lady that you are. Girl, girl, I love it. Hey, so if people don't know you, who's Heidi Anderson? Well, I think they know me now. 
you know, I love to perform. I love to be on the mic. So this is how I feed this side of me. So that's why I get so excited on podcasts. Like I love being behind the microphone. So I worked on breakfast radio for 10 years and I also have a public relations degree where I worked in London and I also was on Big Brother Reality, but that's, I suppose, not who Heidi Anderson is. That's just what I've done. For me, I am someone who loves life. I love stepping outside my comfort zone now. I'm the girl who walked through a shopping center in her bra and undies, but I'm also the girl 10 years ago who was too afraid to even get her arms out in public and would wear cardigans in winter. And now I'm the girl that walks through public in my bra and undies or swimmers or whatever. And yeah, I'm mum to Memphis, um, Griffo's Misso. That's so cute. Um, And yeah, I'm a beach lover. There's, I mean, there's so many layers. I'm actually very complicated. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. I think people label me. Yeah. Well, they also were seeing you through their own filters, right? Their own lens. Yeah. So they're they're also seeing you as whatever they need you to be because you are this public figure. And so people do look up to you. It just is the way humans are. Right. And so, they're looking up to you and they're seeing you the way they need you. And a lot of people see you as this very like, you know, confident, ambitious, outgoing, like couldn't rattle a kind of person, but it is just <laughs> anyone's projection. Like you're, you're also just human. Yeah. I'm so human. And I'm a mom who sat in a mess this morning feeling like it was a really shit day, like meh. So I took myself to the gym and then I was like, oh, this is just part of the human experience. So, you know, I think a lot of people think that I am this full on bubbly, loud out there person and I am, and that is a massive part of who I am, but I'm also hugely introverted. I love to read and curl up on the couch and do nothing else but eat chocolate and drink Milo and watch Real Housewives. Sounds like (laughs) the perfect Friday night in. I know. So as much as I, you know, love being out there and being bold, and in your face, there's so many different layers to me. And I'm really insecure at times and I compare myself to people and, you know, I'm going through the same experiences as most people. I just don't sit in my shit as much anymore, you know, or as long, which we'll dive into because that is, I think, part of your magic today. So your journey into entrepreneurship is actually quite recent, really. Yeah. What did you sell? And this is a, another area about you that I don't know, which I'm really excited to hear. <laughs> to make your very first dollar as an entrepreneur, what did you sell? Uh, do you know what? I wanted to have like this really crazy, awesome answer when I <laughs> saw that you were going to ask me that. And then I was like, oh, it was my Shed Your Shit program and workshops. So I'd been selling workshops when I was working in radio. So I guess you could say I was dipping my toe into stepping outside of radio and doing my own thing. And I used to run workshops and stuff like that. So I'd be selling workshops and selling my Shed Your Shit program, which is pretty much like for me, who was the girl that walked, you know, like would barely go to the beach, would walk straight past a beach and cover myself up in a cardigan and stuff. I pretty much have put into a four-week course all of the things that I did the first few years of my self-love journey and self-acceptance journey to get where I am today. So that was the thing that I wanted to birth and create. And the crazy thing was it sat in my brain for about three or four years when I was working in radio because I did one of my first workshops with Tracy Spencer, who's one of our good friends Mm. and also an awesome coach. And I did a workshop with her and then it kind of sat in my brain from then. And when I left radio, it just literally spewed out onto my iPhone. Griffo and I were on a holiday with Memph. Memph was a few months old. And within half an hour, I'd written the whole program. 
but I still remember, and this is so funny now because now if you buy one of my programs, it's Zoom stuff. You know, I'm not sitting there worrying about the edits and all this shit because it's about the content and getting you to achieve so you can get results. But when I first created this program, Memph was just months old. He'd be on my boob and I'd be sitting there editing it, you know, going over and over, watching these videos. I'd get up at three, four o'clock in the morning, just watch them over and over and spent months building it. And then I launched it and it was awesome and it was amazing. And I'm very much focusing on, you know, selling that now as passive income just while I'm sitting in, you know, what is such a creative space. So yeah, that was my very first thing. And I actually made my first 10K the first month that I sold it. You are phenomenal. And I have no doubt. And that's because you sat with it, right? And you really made sure that it was what people needed. Like, yes, it's you birthing it into the world, but more importantly, it was saving and supporting and helping and impacting so many women. And your schedule shit movement was a game changer, even for me at at the Mm. time. It was like so inspiring and still is so inspiring and so necessary. And I've been to some of the workshops and we're smashing plates and we're in our bras and underwear and we're (laughs) hugging and we're writing words on ourselves and texters. And yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Do you want to just tell our listeners a little bit about how the Shed Your Shit movement came about for you. Yeah. The schedule ship movement started when I worked in Bunbury 10 years ago on Breakfast Radio. I actually have a Hot FM tattoo on my ass just for anyone who <laughs> needs to know that. Uh, that is dedicated to your job. <laughs> but I got onto the radio show being that girl who was the funny, silly, loud girl who was covering her arms every summer, you know, hiding behind the mask of her huge personality. And I got onto radio to be the laugh girl pretty much to make your mornings fun. And then about 18 months in, I realized that I'm not happy. And I remember watching this girl on the internet and her name was Stella. And it was when Facebook and everything just started going viral. Anyway, she was getting absolutely slammed and annihilated because she was in her bra and undies saying that she was happy with her body. And she's, you know, to other people, she looked overweight and, you know, she had wrinkles all over her tummy from cellulite and she had dimples, beautiful dimples all over her legs. But I just loved that she was so confident and she was pretty much saying F you to everyone out there. And so I decided to speak about that on the radio. And what I didn't realize in that moment was I wasn't going to be the funny girl. (laughs) I literally opened up and I shed my shit on the radio that day. And I will try and get the audio popped in here. Looking at the photo of Stella, I I personally think what a champ. How courageous she is putting herself out there, bearing bits of skin that I would never let my friends see, let alone the world. She's put it all on the table and gone love me or leave me. And you know what? I really wish that I had her strength. I wish that I could be her. I wish I could stand in front of you and say up yours to the guy on Facebook who told me that I had more chins than a Chinese phone book. Stuff you to the guy who has stood before me and told me that that I'd probably get a boyfriend if I lost some weight. You think that because I'm in this job that I'm confident with myself? You think that because... I put myself out there every single day and I'm tearing up right now. I'm not as confident as what you think I am. And I wish that I could sit here and tell you that I love myself because that's what people expect me to say. But I can't. I absolutely hate my body. And every day I get up and I battle to look in the mirror. I measure myself a few times a week and I can't look in the mirror without feeling hate towards myself. 
I want to stop it, but I don't know how. I've hated my body my entire life, and I've battled it my entire life. Sometimes I won't leave the house because of what I see, and I'll try on 20 or so outfits. Like that audio, I probably heard it a dozen times. And to this day, it still gives me goosebumps. To this day. And same here, because I can't believe that I used to be that girl. And I know so many people listening probably still are that girl or they see parts of themselves in that girl. And that's why I choose always to play it, to talk about it, because that is the very pivotal moment of my life that I decided to make a change. So that day on the radio, when people saw that girl, I'd taken the mask off. And that's what I believe is shedding your shit. It's removing the layers. And so after that moment as well, I decided to create what was called a let it go swim and hundreds of people were calling the radio show for two weeks straight and so I was like well how can I take this to the next level with everyone and how can I actually start walking the talk you know and actually starting to change my life and what I saw as a vision was running into the ocean in our swimmers and you know basically shedding your shit being baptized like the the clothes are like the layers of the you know limiting beliefs and the shitty stories and stuff that we have And so we did that in Bunbury and there was a hundred or so people that came along. Mia Friedman got around it, (laughs) the premier at the time. Like it was crazy for this girl in Bunbury creating radio. You know, it was a massive moment in my career and massive moment for me personally. And then from then, that's when I took the steps to take my power back, stop worrying what people thought. And that's literally what I teach now in that course, Shed Your Shit. And then my Shed Your Shit swims, which are usually free that I have here in Perth, just down the road, is the exactly the same concept that I came up with on radio 10 years ago. So it's such a part of me getting women to strip down and be in their most vulnerable. It's not for everyone, mm. but what I do say to girls is if you're not ready to get in your swimmers or your bra and undies, that's fine. Just come down and be around the women and empower yourself in your shorts and t-shirts or your board shorts. Like you've got to start somewhere. And so, yeah, I think massively the shed your shit movement comes across like it's about body confidence, but it's so much more. Mm. It's really unleashing that champagne confidence for you as a person in everyday life when you can, you know, stop giving away your power to other people. So yeah, it's actually 10 years old, pretty much shit your shit. (laughs) Wild. And what a journey it's had. And I know that for everybody listening right now, like if you're listening to this, you know, you know, you have your shit, like everyone's got their shit. And you know, what Hides is specifically talking about right now, of course, in this exact example of this is body image, but body image might not be your thing, but potentially it's, you know, you're too scared to get up on your Instagram stories or do lives. You're too terrified to go to networking events because you're scared of, you know, trying to be who people think you need to be yes. um, or whatever story it is you're telling yourself, unable to shed the corporate. Like if you're writing copy or, you know, writing on your website and you're still writing like you were conditioned to when you were in your corporate day job and signing off all your emails, best regards and things like that. Like maybe it's time to start shedding the shit because that is a version of you that may no longer be serving you as you move forward. Oh, a hundred percent. I think that's what, you know, we have to remember. And that's what I teach through my podcast, Champagne Confidence. It's about stepping outside your comfort zone to build your confidence. So the only way you're going to get more confident showing up on your social media is literally by showing up and, you know, pushing yourself 
every single day. I do shit every single day to shed my shit and build my champagne confidence. Like I go to the beach and go for a swim because I'm scared of sharks. I'm scared of the ocean. You know, I'm scared of big waves, but I still go in every day. And the other day I was tackled by this massive wave and I came up and I had blood all over my face and I actually cheered. I was like, yes, because it didn't kill me. And I did it and I survived. And I was like, this is what it's all about. Like, this is living, like, which is so wild and crazy. <laughs> but it is because it, it's also building, like, guys, to create a new belief system, you have to create evidence and proof. And mm. what Hyde's just did was she just proved to herself that even when she does get hit by a hectic wave, whether that's in the ocean or in life, yeah, and she's bloody <laughs> and she's battered and it hurts and sometimes it's uncomfortable, she lived through it. And now she's going to put that in her evidence bank of things that she can get through and things that she can do. And now she's stronger. Now she's more resilient. And when she needs to remind herself when she's going through the next big wave, the next tumble, the next blood nose, she gets to be reminded that like we've been here before and we did okay. Yes. And I think we forget that. And I think what we forget as well, to build confidence, to show up in your business, to post on socials, to write your copy, to take your clothes off, whatever it is, you need to step into your courage. And Mm. that's one thing that I think we try to get off other people. We look for inspiration through this podcast, through my podcast, through all different ways, through coaches, through mentors. But the only way that we can build that is literally what comes within and it's being brave and it's being courageous and you know that's how you build your confidence love it hi i want to dive into something today that is about business because one thing that i have witnessed you do and and i'm witnessing you in the process of is the pivot yeah and the shift and the choosing of alignment really and i think that when we talk about brave and courage I really think that what you are doing right now, and I, guys, it's so cool that we get to be in this moment with Heidi while she's in it. Like, it make me cry. So beautiful, right? Yeah. Because, like, one day you're going to look back and this is going to be the moments that mattered. You know, it's going to be the yeah. moments that that led you. And one day, you know, sometimes we might forget. Like, it's kind of like you may have forgot the way that you used to feel, but when you listen to that radio clip, you immediately get transported back. Like, how beautiful yeah. we get to be with you in this moment. So you've recently gone through a huge change in your business, which I'm, like I said, so pumped to talk about. And watching you go through this feels like you're finally living life on your terms. Like, mm-hmm. I think that you're really stepping into like throwing out the rule book So do you just want to talk us through what's been happening and how you're feeling? Well, it's so wild. So, you know, and I have to say that you've been a big part of this in, you know, Steph being someone that I look up to in business as a friend, as, you know, for all of us while we're tuning into this podcast, she's paving the way for many of us, you know. And I think for me, I left breakfast radio. I had a little baby boy and I went full steam ahead once I started that I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do shed your shit. And then what came from that was I just got a business coach. And then all of a sudden I was like, fuck, actually PRing the shit out of yourself. This is what I know, like teaching people on my media and this and that. And everything just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I was spending all this time with Memphis. But one of the things that I realized, which was getting too much, was the fact that I was chasing. I kept chasing. I was chasing, 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 chasing the next thing, chasing the next dollar, chasing the next person into the program. And so I had a couple of programs going on and I burnt out at the end of last year. And there was something that was telling me that it maybe wasn't right, but I wasn't listening because Mm. I was so scared because I got into this um, 
because Group 4 and I made really fucking good money. Let's be honest. When we were when he was working in the mines and I was working in Breakfast Radio for us, it was pretty good money. I mean, Steph is bloody doubling that right now. No. But, but, but no, but I'm just saying, like, for us, it was like real and it was, and this is why I think people get scared to leave corporate and this and that. And then I started to make that kind of money in my business on my own. And so I was like, wow, this is so good. And I got addicted to the money. I was then getting told that in this coaching program was all about numbers, which coming from radio, then I'd fallen straight back into this thing that I think was crushing my soul in the first place. And so that's a bit of the backstory of where I started to unravel in my mind. And then I started this year, I went to a silent retreat and then I came out and I sold all these people into my program and I was like, fuck yeah, I'm back. Woo. You know, and I'm going to do it. And then I ended up signing up to a program manifestation babe, because what I realized, and like I said, with Steph being someone that I watch and influenced by and love and same with other, you know, big powerhouse women out there in business, I was like, fuck, I don't think I've got that passion. Like I started to, you know, see how passionate you are about even selling your program, just how good at sales you are. And, you know, I started witnessing that in my coaching program of how people are. And I'm like, that it just doesn't sit with me. You know, mm. it was feeling really icky. And then as my program was growing, I was holding all this space for all these women when really inside I was like, Fuck, I don't think I've got the foundations for this. And I really noticed my mindset stuff that I'd struggled with in radio was really, really loud. Again, that inner critic was really loud. So I decided to do manifestation, babe. I feel like I've got so many layers to this story, by the way, like of sitting in the shit and being and being here. So <laughs> I'm also currently getting diagnosed with ADHD, but that's a whole other topic <laughs> for another story. But I like to give you all the backstory. So anyway, so I started Manifestation Babe and that was for my big thing. I was like, I'm going to focus on my mindset this year and I'm going to focus on really, I guess, letting go of these limiting beliefs that I'm still seeing hugely come up in my life. When I'm chasing goals, I've got this overachiever mindset. I come from a place of fear all the time when I make decisions. Just doing this program and I hired a coach, a one-on-one coach, Dominique Fletcher, who's just changed my life. She's a women's nurture coach. And I literally was like, fuck, I've got so much work to do on myself. Mm. And I just was ripping off layers. And as I was ripping off layers, what I realized was like, I don't know if I want to be a coach anymore. Mm. I don't know if this is what I want. And so I started to question everything. And I sat with some really big questions and I sat in silence. I took time out. It started off with, we're not going to sell the program for one week. Because I was in my DM selling my program. And I sat in, you know, one week of like not selling because I was so scared not to sell because remember I had all these money issues coming up and Griffo and I needed to keep the family going for Memphis, blah, 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 all this shit going through my head. And then one week turned into one month and then one month turned into, I think it's like nearly four months. I've been sold since, since this end of April. I haven't sold anyone into my program. I've still got people in there and it's awesome because it's, you know, a totally different vibe to what it was before. And there are amazing women who are supporting me. And some of them are actually on a very similar journey, which is really, you know, beautiful and aligning. How you attract that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. An alignment in itself. But I wanted to share this with people, but I didn't know how to. And I remember at my birthday, I said, Steph, oh my God, I know what I'm doing, Like, but I've literally stopped everything. And then it just got bigger than me. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And there was all these things that I was just like ticking off my list that I was doing every single day. And I let go of people in my business and it just pretty much was me and Taylor. And 
I remember hubby, I got COVID and hubby said to me, well, if you want to go away for a few days, why don't you just do that? And when I was away, that was where my biggest breakthrough happened because I literally, Steph was crying every day going like, what am I going to do? Like I've literally, I could have blown up everything and given everyone's money back, but I'm like, that would be the old Heidi. Heidi needs to sit in this and not make any drastic decisions, but just close the program. And so I was, you know, I was slowly learning. (laughs) And then I sat in silence and sat in nature and I sat in this beautiful little Airbnb down in Mandra and I just pulled out my notepad and I had bought some pencils and I just started drawing. And what spewed out of me was everything that I wanted. And it's like, champagne confidence live show me standing there on stage in my bra and undies women in bra and undies in windows there was like big words that I wrote and I pretty much drew my future of what I wanted and that was when I went shit wow how do I get there (laughs) and then you know all the stuff that I'm learning it's like just trust the process and start planting seeds and yeah, I, that's what I did. And then I came to you and I was like, do you want to be part of my live show? And I ended up, I've got a live show. It sold out in four days. But yeah, all these things just came up for me. So right now I'm not making any money and I am just doing the things from a place of love and excitement and joy. And yes, these fucking limiting beliefs still come up. Yeah, of course. I've got the tools that I'm working through with them at the moment. Like today when I was feeling meh, I went to the gym moved it through my body. I'm going to do a limiting belief blaster later, you know, a hypnosis meditation. So I know you said it's a pivot or some people are calling it a rebirth, but I call it coming home to myself. Mm. And that is what I needed to do because I got lost. I got lost on the way. And thank you for sharing that so beautifully and so (laughs) honestly and so vulnerably. Like we, that's, you know, one of the things I obviously love most about you. And I just know, and we sat together a couple of weeks ago and, and we had this conversation and you showed me your drawing and I loved it. And I just said to you, I was just, I know that when you are lit up, when anybody is lit up, guys, you have to be lit up. Yeah. Like if you are not lit the fuck up, you will not make money. It is as simple as that. Or you will make money, but you will burn out and lose your light doing it. Yes. And like what Heidi was describing was that, you know, She's watching other people who loved it and who were lit up by it. And for pe- when you're lit up by what you do and what you're moving into now, Hides, is you being totally lit up. You, you know, you say you're not making any money right now, and technically you aren't. But like when you launched this live show, sold out like immediately. Yeah, basically. Because when you're lit up and you are on purpose and you are in alignment and you are on mission, money will just flow. It will come naturally, easily to you and you won't have to. What you were describing, Heise, was a push, a force. And when we're forcing, what we actually create is desperation. Yes. And oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, that's what we're creating is it, when you're in force, you're in desperation. Whereas when you're in flow or when you're in ease, you actually create magnetism. And so you're magnetizing things to you and it happens really naturally. But in order to be like Hides, for you to have made that cut, I mean, we're talking about like a multi six figure revenue stream that you just like, you like just nut. <laughs> we're done with that now. Like that, is, that takes courage and that is brave. And of course, within that, you know, whole process, there would have been so much scarcity that would have come up around what am I bringing to my relationship? What am I going to do with my time? Like, what, like, how will I, you know, be? And, and even letting people down, I think that was a big thing that you know, is that, oh my God, what are these people going to think? Like, what about, you know, people on social media? And 
all of this, Taylor who works for me, you know, so many things. But it just, like I said, it was bigger than me. It just was so loud that I was like, oh my God, I can't not listen to this. And yeah, it's everything you said is just exactly where I was. And, you know, and like I have moments of that right now, especially when you see other people making all this money and, you know, social media. And I I literally was only talking to Dom, my coach this morning. And I'm like, my phone is a massive trigger for me. And I'm sure everyone can relate to that. You're triggered by your emails. You're triggered by something on social media. You're triggered by a message from someone or whatever. And so I really make sure I have time away from it. Mm. But it's funny how it's used as the distraction tool as well. And so in this moment of sitting in the shit, like I just discovered so much about myself. And I think that's what I missed when I first started my business. I'd had this Mm. opportunity by leaving radio to have that space. And I had it with a baby as much as you can. And I was very much in flow. There was a lot of things that were coming to me that were quite successful that I wasn't getting paid for. Like my mother's group during COVID, we had 20,000 mums in that group and we, we were doing all these amazing things. And then all of a sudden I was stepped into this woman who was coming from a place of anxiety. I stepped into the woman who that's all I'd known was coming from a place of like high intensity working hundred miles an hour, not taking breaks, not, you know, and I was doing all these things like morning routines but I was doing it just to do it. I wasn't yeah. actually being in the doing moment. Doing it I wasn't for the task of doing it. Yes, yes, I wasn't embodying it. And then all of a sudden finding this place of flow for me is literally being one of the most beautiful things because I've been smashing shit out of the park mm. because I'm in, you know, like getting amazing things done, foundational stuff in my business that I'm currently building behind the scenes because I've got all this space and time and I've got this whole new way of thinking and feeling and believing. So if you're sitting there and you're on the hamster wheel and you're in the feeling like you're in the rat race, this is what I say to anyone. And I used to say this, but I wasn't embodying it. Like literally put your phone down, turn off your socials for a week, step away from your business for a week or two and just start to connect with yourself. Because like I said, that's who I'd lost. I'd lost myself. I was chasing something that I didn't even know that I didn't want. Do you know what I mean? And I want to touch on that, Hides, because one of the things you've made mention of and in the same coaching program at the same time. And so one of the things that I really noticed in that coaching program, and I also got caught up in it and a bit lost in as well, but probably not so much because I was super like in alignment, you know, and I done like guys. I've done a lot of mindsets. I'd done so much self-work before I even got into coaching. Yes. Like uh, you know, we've done and we've done whole NLP courses. We've done, you know, Tony Robbins experiences. I've read about 95 million self-development books. Like I've done a lot. Of, I've had a mindset coach for three years. Like, yes. yeah. you know, I'd done a lot of work. So going into it, I think I was pretty tempered, I guess. But the coach that we both had at the time, it was very numbers driven. And, and let's mm. talk about that because I think people still to this day, business mm-hmm. owners, when we talk about numbers, I was talking about money. Okay. We're talking about the number of leads, the number of sales, the amount yes. that you make each week, the amount that you make each month, making sure that there's enough, like, you know, all of that sort of stuff. I personally don't demonize the numbers. I think as a business coach, numbers are healthy and you need to be across your numbers. Mm. The numbers are they're not the only metric and should not be the only metric of your success. And unfortunately, in the coaching program that we were part of, it was 100% the only metric that was really, I guess, rewarded or celebrated. Do you know what, Steph? This is what I've realized in this moment of taking time out and taking steps back is because like I said, I'm going through the process at the moment to be diagnosed with ADHD. And one of the things that when they all used to talk about numbers, I used to feel this immense overwhelm. I was defined by numbers in radio, which I think just separate in itself, but it's actually 
when Griffo hubby tries to talk to me about our business accounts and this and that and money and blah, 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 I literally get triggered and I'm snappy because I can't understand it unless it's visually in front of me and I've got to sit down and go through it really slowly. Now, when I think about being back in high school, maths was my biggest struggle Mm. and I had to have a maths tutor and, you know, all of these things. And like I said, going through this ADHD diagnosis right now, I'm like, that's one of the areas for me. But also like ADHD aside, like I was the same. So like we went through, yeah. I, I'd also failed maths. I stopped doing maths at year 10 because I failed it so much. I just started doing science to get my TE. Oh my God, science yeah. That's even worse than Oh me. man, I was like human biology. I can talk about human body organs all day long. But for me specifically, maths was also really bad. So I used to get the same overwhelm. And I think this is where you have to do the work, right? Yeah. Because like this is where the work comes in. Because back in my very first business at the very, very beginning, you know, I used to get overwhelmed and flustered with numbers. And Tim would be like, you just need to sit down and figure it out. And I used to tell myself the story, I'm bad with numbers. I can't figure it out. I don't know how, you know? And when I look at my parents and my dad went bankrupt when I was quite young, the reason that he went bankrupt was because he was bad with numbers, right? And so I've created this belief system mm. that is not serving me. And so now what I've learned is that when numbers feel big and overwhelming and scary, and they do, I just have to like take a step back and just figure it out for myself and just take my time and take a breath and just tell myself the new story of like, you don't have to be a fucking genius at this, but you just need to get through it. Like you need yeah. to breathe and get through it. And and it is something that is learned. Like it's a scary skill that needs to be learned or can be learned if you want to. You don't need to. There's professionals that can do it for you. But in that experience that you were talking about, you know, when they're guiding you through it live and then you're creating belief systems when people are getting it and they're doing it in front of you and you can't do it, it's creating a new belief system or the, the, it's feeding the insecurity that maybe like, I'm not good enough to be here. I can't do this. I'm too dumb. My business is X. And then that's creating another like, you know, problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, like I tried so hard in my business for different ways to like help myself with you know, understanding the numbers and everything. But like I said, having been defined by numbers for so Mm. long, we do it through social media. I was done through radio all the time. It just, it was a lot for me, but I ended up starting to have meetings with my accountant every month. And this is what I do. And for 10 minutes, he would just explain to me, this is what you need to do, put it here, this, that, and just go through it with me visually. So what I think I was trying to say to that is that everyone does learn differently. And I think we do jump into coaching programs and it is all about the numbers and stuff. Sometimes, like we said, that's not how some of us want to actually be recognized. And so I think that's okay and that people need to be reminded of that. Totally. And like, guys, if you're listening, numbers are not the only success metric. Like, yeah. full stop. That's it. There are so many other metrics to success. Like, I would way rather have a high profit, low revenue business where I have more time to spend with my family than the other way around, high revenue, high stress, low profit. Well, you know what I mean? like, and this is where this is where I'm at, right? Technically, I'm in a creative bubble right now. This is what I'm calling it. I'm in a creative bubble where I'm just planting seeds, bringing big things to life. And I'm not worrying about the money and this and that. I'm worrying about my health, my happiness with my husband and my connection with Memphis. And that's what I want to remember that in my business. Yeah. And Hides, you are truly paving the way. Like, and it is so inspirational. I want to talk about not doing what everyone else is doing. Yes. Oh, you know me. I don't like doing what everyone else is doing. No. And I do feel like you fell in 
uh, oh no, a trap. You did it your own way, of course, in, in such a you way with cock candles and, <laughs> you know, in your bra and undies and photo shoots with no, with no pants on and, you know, in a very hidey way. But now you're doing something that no one else is doing right? Like live shows and yeah. world, like world tours and, you know, all those sorts of things that are going to be coming up for you. Like talk to me about just really finding your own bath. Well, I think, you know, when I sat in that mess, what I realized exactly that, I know that there's so many people that are lit up by being coaches and this and that. And I was like, that's not enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be on stages all around the world. But I had to sit with the fact that I'd been what you would classify as a celebrity. I'd been there. I had, you know, a platform of 500,000 people that I spoke to every day on the radio show. And I think when I left, I was like, okay, on to the next thing because I, that was a survival technique of, you know, becoming a new mom and leaving that career and I was going through grief and all this stuff. Oh, quick, don't feel that. Move on to the next thing. And so when I was in coaching, I realized so much that I was like, oh, this isn't enough for me. And especially mm-hmm. like during COVID, we're all online and everything that I'm like, I really froth being on stages. And, you know, even when I left this coaching program, Steph, I had an exit interview with them. And (laughs) this is why we cock block ourselves every day is because of other people's stories. And they said to me, yeah, definitely the program's not for you right now, but you won't make money from a podcast. They (laughs) said that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this. When I came out of my, you know, my radio bubble and Rufo and I started our podcast, First Time Parents, I made over $20,000 while I was on maternity leave on our podcast by selling the podcast to people and using my social media. So I've done this shit before Mm. and I'd forgotten that because someone told me that I couldn't and I believed it. And then when I was leaving, I actually started to believe it again when I left this coaching program. And I was like, oh my God, no, Heidi, that's their story. You can make money. You can do whatever you want. And so that's when I realized that bringing these things to life well, I've got to start somewhere. And so I've started here in Perth and I'm doing a live show with you, Steph, and Roombi Mazengi and Rosie Rees, and it's sold out. And then the next big thing to be announced is we're going to Melbourne and we're going to Sydney. And you know, what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't sell and I don't bloody go and I waste a bit of money. That's Mm. the worst thing that can happen. Totally. And so for me, that's not that bad. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Joe Rogan wouldn't say that he's not making enough money on podcasts. Like that's he's yeah. literally a multi-million oh, dollar podcaster. Like, yeah, exactly. And so there's people doing it. There's people. There's different ways to do it. And I think totally. yeah, we we start to go down that road of like you know believing what certain people are saying, and so then we start to believe what their stories are. And mm. I think I got lost. Like I said, I think that's my biggest thing is I got lost along the way of what Heidi Anderson can do, achieve, and what I can manifest myself. I've manifested big things like getting on breakfast radio in Perth. When I was in Bunbury, driving to Perth every weekend to hang out with mates, I was literally thinking about being on 92.9. And Mm. then two years later, I was. You know, I dreamed about being on Big Brother since I was like 11 years old. I went and tried out for it when I was 19. Didn't get on till 10 years later, but I did Mm. it, you know? Yeah. And so I think I, like everyone else, gets caught up in all the noise of everyone else's stories and then we create our own and that's what I've been really diving into in this mess and the biggest thing for me which people would be so surprised that I've realized about myself the biggest aha moment is I'm so fucking scared of rejection and I I want everyone to like me and I don't feel like I'm good enough and so to say that and sit in that and say that to my husband and to say that to him that that's what I feel like in our relationship you know as a mom 
as a business owner, as a woman who put herself out there for 10 years, you know, on breakfast radio to say all this stuff was pretty massive. Mm. And, you know, guys, like, I think everyone listening has felt not good enough at some stage. And it's also just in our cultural conditioning. It's literally the way we've been taught. It's the way we've been raised. And it's the way we're marketed to every day. You're not good enough. Buy makeup. You're not good enough. Get this push-up right. You're not good enough. Even for men, it's you're not good enough. Get this big. Get these tattoos. Grow this hair. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, get a better job. Support your family more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's got, like we're told it. It's not, you didn't create this. It's been created for you and given to you. And now you get to choose a new story, which Heidi's yes. doing. So... Let's talk about what's next for Heidi Anderson. Because I think we're getting an exclusive special today. You are. Oh my God, I just got so excited. I whacked myself in the face. This is crazy because this is alignment in itself. To be able to speak to you on the day that I received a link to say that my book is officially live for pre-sale. I haven't even told my followers my family. You know, I've only messaged a couple of people and I'm telling you right now that my book is live. I am an author. <laughs> Congratulations. Which feels really so uncomfortable excited. saying it, even though I've been saying it on my podcast for months. <laughs> I am so excited for you. And guys, the book is called Drunk on Confidence. Um, and Hides, I just want to read the back of your book because I've got it sitting in front of me here, not the physical one, which I will have shortly. But uh, I want to read it out to you guys because th- it moved me. Um, it gave me goosebumps. And I just wanted to read it out. Being drunk on confidence is not some throwaway phrase for an inspirational Insta caption. It's a lifestyle. It's a complete shift in perspective that will help you feel empowered and confident every day. Radio and TV personality Heidi Anderson was always the girl who wore a cardigan in summer to cover her arms and bore shorts to the beach on the rare occasion that she dared to go. She spent years hating herself, silencing her body demons through sex, booze, and boys. Heidi knows what it's like to feel alone, to deal with debilitating anxiety daily, and to constantly try to people please, pretending to be okay on the outside while suffering crushing insecurities on the inside. After breaking down on live radio to 300,000 listeners and making a nerve-wracking confession, I wish I could sit here and tell you that I love myself because that's what people would expect me to say, but I can't. I absolutely hate my body. She experienced a life-changing moment. Her gut-wrenching admission forced her to embrace her vulnerabilities, challenge her old beliefs, and learn how to say a big fat fuck you to unrealistic beauty standards and a big up yours to all diets and society's expectations. Heidi is unapologetically authentic. Her memoir is filled with honesty, humor, and home truths. She will show you how she dealt with her inner mean girls that told her she wasn't skinny enough, good enough, or simply that other people mattered more than she did. She will inspire you to stop worrying about what other people think and take your power back. Oh my gosh. Like I have goosebumps and tears in my eyes. Oh, I cannot wait to read this book. Like Hides, babe, congrats. Thank you. Thank you so much. It doesn't feel real. And to be able to share this time with you, who's, you know, one of my beautiful friends and who's been a, such a support for me from the get-go. I am absolutely honored to have this moment with you because yeah, it means so much. And for you to read it out, I'm like, oh my God, it's real. It's so real. Um, so real. And you know, when I left radio, I said, people are like, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to become a published author. And I approached some people and I was going mad, doing all these things from fear when I first left radio. And 
I got knocked back by a publisher and I sat on the book for a year and didn't show anyone. And then I was sharing it with a girlfriend on the beach a year later and she was like, you need to send it to me. And I sent it to her and Naomi said, oh my God, I've read the first chapter as soon as I'm home. She's like, you need to bloody finish the book because I realized I wanted to change it. And then who I'd pictured in my head to publish it, Big Sky Publishing, is who then I got an introduction to and the rest is history. They called me a couple of months after I first spoke to them and they were like, uh, we want to publish your book. And yeah, it's happened really quick and I can't believe it. Like I said, I can't believe we're talking pre-sale. So it's pre-sale. It's officially out in October, but you can get your pre-sale now. I'm sure Steph will chuck the link in um, in. show notes. But oh, it just feels so wild. And did you love the photo? What did you think? Babe, yeah, I love it. It looks un- like it's unbelievable and it's just so you. And I feel like the fact that it's coming out now in this phase of your life, oh, as the woman that you are coming home to who you are, like it is just such a testament to, you know, guys, if you can dream it, you can do it. And you just have to be patient and you just have to hold the belief and just have to keep making decisions that are fully in alignment and that feel like flow, even when they're scary, just because they're scary, they feel right. And they feel like a yes. And they feel like a gut instinct. This is what I should be doing. This is what I need to do. You need to do it. You absolutely need to do it. Hi, if you could share one biggest takeaway, one biggest lesson with our audience, what would it be? I think exactly that, Steph. Like anything is possible. Do you know what I mean? Like absolutely anything is possible. And we stand so much in our own way because of society's expectations, the bullshit lies that we're fed. And honestly, anything is possible. If you really want it, you can chase it. Like I know that I'm going to have a huge multi-million dollar business one day, but it just wasn't right for right now, you know, because this is all coming to life. I'm birthing my book. Finally, I launched my podcast. Finally. So all these other things that I'd put on the back burner because I was chasing someone else's dream. I know mine is coming later. And I think that's what we forget. We play small and I've been doing it for years. We dim our own lights for other people. I was going to say people be like, you haven't been playing it small. <laughs> well, you wait, bitch. You're going to get bigger. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, anything is possible. Like there's so many things that I've learned and taking time, sit in silence, to come home to yourself, you know, all of that stuff. But I think from that is that anything is possible. Truly. And we stand here in front of you as two women who never thought that probably we would be here, never thought that you'd have the success that you've had in your lifetime, never thought that you'd be a bloody celebrity or probably maybe you always thought that. But well, um, what? apparently everyone always used to say when I was from, even when I was born, like my grandma used to say, she's going to be famous. She's going to be famous. Well, like, and she is. <laughs> more fame to come. Guys, uh, Hyde, thank you. Thank you so much oh, for your I time today. You. Guys, Thanks please so go much. and check out Heidi's book, Drunk on Confidence. The link will be in the show notes below but as always guys if you loved today's podcast we would love it if you would please take a screenshot and tag us both on social media yes Um, hides what's your handle at underscore Heidi Anderson, as you can see in the background. Perfect. If you're watching this live. yeah. I go do you know what? Just why people need to do this, and this is why they need to remember to do this, is because recommendations for absolutely anything, where you get your coffee, who you're listening to on a podcast, it means the absolute world. And if you 
uh, tagging them, then they're going to reshare you back. I got 50,000 followers. Steph's got almost 12,000, you know? So this is the thing. Think about where you could get your name. So it's not just about us. It's about Mm. you too. (laughs) What a plug. I love it. Guys, tag us, share it. Tell us what your biggest takeaway was. And Hyde's, like I said, congratulations. And we're so glad to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. My personal mission is to help women just like you to grow their business and give you the advice and insights that you need to make your business go boom. Babe, if something resonated today, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would leave me a review. If you're ready to invest in yourself and take your business to the next level, use the link in the show notes to book a free 15-minute strategy call so we can plan your right next step.